From Seoul, Korea, KBS World Radio News Today starts right now. On today's broadcast, the National Assembly votes down the contentious pro-labor yellow envelope bill and three other bills on broadcasting laws vetoed by President Yoon Suk-yeol. The main opposition Democratic Party's former chief, Song Young-gil, appears for questioning by the prosecution over a cash bribery scandal connected to the party's 2021 leadership election. And South Korea logs the largest current account surplus in two years as the balance remains in the black for the sixth straight month in October. This is KBS World Radio News. I'm Tom McCarthy. The National Assembly has voted down four contentious bills vetoed by President Yoon Suk-yeol. With 291 lawmakers in attendance, the so-called Yellow Envelope Bill was rejected in a plenary session on Friday, with 175 in favor, 115 against, and one abstention. The pro-labor bill aimed to limit the liability of companies to file claims against labor unions seeking compensation for damage incurred by a strike. Also on Friday, Parliament rejected three bills on broadcasting laws intended to reduce the government's clout over public broadcasters. The bills seeking revisions to the Broadcasting Act and the Foundation for Broadcast Culture Act were rejected both in a 177 to 113 vote with one abstention, while the revised bill of the Education Broadcasting System Act was voted down with 176 voting in favor, 114 against, and one abstention. The four contentious bills were passed during a plenary session by the opposition-controlled parliament on November 9th. President Yoon vetoed the bills last Friday, exercising his right to veto for the third time since taking office. A vote to override a veto requires a plenary session, with more than half of all lawmakers in attendance passing the bills by a two-thirds majority. The National Assembly on Friday approved of the appointment of Supreme Court Chief Justice nominee Jo Hee Day. The motion for the appointment passed in a vote of 264 to 18, with 10 abstentions, filling the 74-day vacuum in the top court that included a two-month gap after the opposition-controlled parliament rejected previous nominee Lee Kyun yong in October after Kim Myung-soo retired on September 24th. Not only the ruling People Power Party, but also the main opposition Democratic Party appeared to have voted in favor of Joe's appointment. The passage comes hours after a full session of the Special Committee on the nominee's appointment approved Joe's confirmation hearing report, which noted no issues of particular concern regarding the nominee's morality and his apparent strong resolve to protect the judiciary's autonomy and political neutrality. It also mentioned Joe's concrete vision and plan for judicial reform, such as addressing delays in trials and the excessive issuance of warrants. Former leader of the main opposition Democratic Party Song Young-gil appeared for questioning by the prosecution over a cash bribery scandal connected to the party's 2021 leadership election. Song arrived at the Seoul Central District Prosecutor's Office at around 8.25 a.m. on Friday for his first interrogation on charges of bribery and illegal political funding. Prosecutors have prepared some 200 pages of questions to put to the former DP chief. Speaking to reporters before entering the prosecutor's office, Song leveled accusations that the investigation is politically motivated, extending to searches and grillings of some 100 people connected to him, as well as separate probes due to an inability to fabricate evidence incriminating him. The former DP chair indicated his intention to refuse to issue a statement in the questioning, saying that an attempt to explain the unfairness of the case to prosecutors is futile, and he will therefore do so before a judge. 
The state agency suspects that Song was involved in or condoned the distribution of a total of 94 million won or 72,000 U.S. dollars in cash to some DP lawmakers ahead of the party's convention in May 2021, where Song won the party's chairmanship. He is also accused of receiving 305 million won in illegal political funds from a business between January 2020 and August 2021. The country logged the largest current account surplus in two years as the balance remained in the black for the sixth straight month in October. The nation's outbound shipments also showed an uptick for the first time in 14 months. Max Lee reports. South Korea's current account surplus reached 6.8 billion U.S. dollars in October to remain in the black for the sixth straight month. According to preliminary data from the Bank of Korea on Friday, October's surplus was the largest since October 2021 when the comparable figure reached $7.9 billion, with the latest figure up $5.42 billion U.S. dollars from the month prior. The country's current account surplus in the first 10 months of the year reached $23.37 billion, a ways off the $27.38 billion reported in the same period of last year. Despite the comparative shortfall, the BOK expects this year's current account surplus to be in line with its estimate of $30 billion. Analysts say that the latest figures indicate the nation has finally shrugged off a recession-type surplus in which imports have decreased more than exports and will likely see a steady rebound in the near future. The central bank attributes October's surplus to the country's seven-month positive trade balance streak and dividend income from overseas increasing. The country's goods account reported a $5.35 billion surplus in October. Outbound shipments rose 7.6% on year in October to $57 billion to log an uptick for the first time in 14 months, while imports declined 4.3% over the same period to $51.65 billion. The BOK says chip exports have rebounded and exports to China are also improving, indicating that a recovery in exports is increasingly gaining momentum. The central bank also noted that travelers from the Southeast Asian region and Japan have increased, while a recovery in arrivals from China is delayed. Max Lee, KBS World Radio News. The nominee for the U.S. Deputy Secretary of State expressed concern that North Korea appears to lack interest in diplomacy with the United States, and Washington must therefore focus even more on deterrence. Kurt Campbell, currently the National Security Council coordinator for Indo-Pacific Affairs, made the remarks during a Senate confirmation hearing on Thursday. Campbell said that following the U.S.'s last constructive diplomatic engagement with North Korea, the aborted meeting in Vietnam between Kim Jong Un and Donald Trump, Pyongyang has rebuffed every effort by Washington to establish contact. The nominee said that the U.S. attempted creative and inventive approaches with the North, citing an offer to provide COVID-19 vaccines during the pandemic and engagements on humanitarian grounds. Campbell added, however, that the U.S. has been stonewalled in its attempts to deliver letters or set up meetings. The U.S. Senate and the House of Representatives released a draft of the annual defense authorization bill that will require the U.S. to maintain 28,500 U.S. service members in South Korea. The text of the National Defense Authorization Act for the fiscal year 2024, released on Thursday, also calls on the U.S. to enhance its extended deterrence for South Korea. It also requires the Department of Defense to report to Congress regarding progress in Washington's transfer of wartime operational control to Seoul. 
The draft contains Congress's perception that the U.S. must continue to make efforts to strengthen cooperation with its military allies in the Indo-Pacific region in order to expand its comparative advantage in competition with China. The legislation also calls on the defense secretary to reinforce the country's alliance with South Korea through the continued presence of some 28,500 troops and the affirmation of Washington's commitment to extended deterrence using the full range of its defensive capabilities. The benchmark Korea Composite Stock Price Index gained 25.78 points, or 1.03% on Friday, to close the week at 2,517.85. The tech-heavy Kosdaq also jumped, climbing 17.17 points, or 2.11%, to close at 830.37. On the foreign exchange, the local currency strengthened 18.51 against the U.S. dollar, closing the day at 1,306.81. And that's the news from KBS World Radio's New Center in Seoul. I'm Tom McCarthy.